Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Today's episode, we are going to go a little off off the cuff here, and we're going to just talk a little bit about some things that we've seen in the news, some things that are cultural, um, and hopefully that can lead us into some discussion about God's Word and, and help us get some understanding of, of today through a, a Christian lens. Yes. So leading our study today is the Senior Minister at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you tell us about this episode, and what can you teach us today? Well, thank you for having me once again. Glad to, glad to be here with you. We're going to talk about, as you described, just off-the-cuff conversation about uh, Christianity. And, and while I, it's, I, I stutter, literally, <laughs> to say that Christianity is on the rise overall in Hollywood and, and Washington, D.C., but it seemingly um, has been characterized lately as a revival of sorts of people that are that are on our televisions and, and in our movies and in our radios and all these kinds of things that are finding God. And so we want to have a conversation about that, and and maybe we can get a response from our listeners about what they think and, and go from there. But again, it's just sure. an off-the-cuff conversation about that. Well, and you know, there's been a lot of stories lately that you'll see. You know, Asbury was a, was a big one. In yes. somewhat recent time, yes. uh, revival breaking out. It's lasting days. People are, are praying through. They're getting the Holy Ghost. Um, mass baptisms. Yes. Um, you know, in this era of, I guess, online TikTok ministry, you see lots of little reels and clips of, of someone getting baptized or right. someone preaching or someone arguing. And right. So I think the the public square has become that. And I think this is a, a popular and hotly debated topic, as it has been since Jesus first came to <laughs> yes. to walk among us. Right. So what we did was we just were, you know, I, I read the news every day, good or sure. bad. Yeah. I, I I watch my sources. I don't just blindly read anything. I have a few places I go to look for things, and I won't get into that here. But I did see an article that was interesting, and two actually, and I I got those together and. We've read them, and mm-hmm. they seemed interesting to talk about. And the first one was titled, Hollywood is Increasingly Finding Jesus, and the Results Could Be Profound. And right on the front cover of that is actor Chris Pratt. Yes. Star-Lord, if you are a Marvel fan. I, I'm not. I don't know any Marvel fans <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm not at all. Uh, What's that? What's Marvel? Never heard of it. But this article was interesting because, you know, it, it actually led with discussing what a popular view of Hollywood is. Yes. It described it as immoral. It mm-hmm. described it as mm-hmm. a disoriented abyss. Yes. Uh, it used words like depravity of content and um, agonizing debauchery and hedonism that come from the movies, TVs. All, all true. All true. All true anymore, it seems. And it just talks about these how you've actually got some people coming forward and and pulling away from that side of it mm-hmm. to maybe come with a different message and you know it's refreshing for me because you don't always see people that have a platform use their platform in a way that i agree with certainly coming out of the the west coast well it's it's quite a a perspective change 
when what we see now is very much a pro-satanic belief system. Um, not to, not exactly, maybe we're just not there in the conversation yet, but I mean, right now it's a celebration with, with rappers and, and, and people that, that sing and musicians and it's not just Hollywood. It's in the Nashville scene. It is. And, uh, those that were, that are in the TVs and movies and as what's described as this writer in this article that said it was an immoral, disoriented abyss, as you mentioned. It absolutely <clears throat> is like that right now, it seems. And so when these people that are coming out or they're finding God, quote-unquote, air quotes, as I'm throwing up in the room today in our in our podcast room, you know, it seems to be such a dichotomy of what we're seeing, and yet we'll have one or two or or five or just again a a minimal handful of people that are that are saying, "Hey, listen!" But there's something else. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, kind of thing. Well, and you know, I feel in in my own life, it maybe in the last five or six years, and this may be an unpopular opinion, and not sure. everybody may agree with it, and that's okay. And that's okay. You can do your own research. I believe that. This culture, this th- that Hollywood, that music, that movies, that entertainment, that all of that is deeply rooted in Satanism. Yes. I think that, you know, it used to be the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people that he doesn't exist. And right. And he's not doing that anymore. Right. So there's no need. There's no need to fake it because he's made it. Um, I personally believe that if you are at a point where you are the number one rapper, the number one musical act, the number one actor, that you have indeed sold your soul and you are an active participant in Satanism and promoting that agenda. Now, all of those people, they all know who Jesus is. Sure. They all know. Right. You can't you have, can have the bad guy yes. without the good guy. So it's, it's always amazing to me <laughs> that it's like, again, I say it to you all the time in private, it's like we're not reading the same book. Right. They know how the book ends. The devil's already been beat. Yeah, we win. We win. Oh, yeah. Well, there's... Sorry, guys. We should have put a a disclaimer on this episode. (laughs) That's spoiler alert. spoiler alert? (laughs) Shoot. Now I'm going to get another angry email from Ann in Hoboken. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Randy from Albuquerque. Yeah. Sorry. So, Randy. you know, I was, I was reading in this, this article, and it first talks about um, a show called Big Brother. Now, I've never seen Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't watch a lot of television. Mm-hmm. For me, it's called programming for a reason, and mm-hmm. we, we guard our holy temples, and we watch very, very, very little television. But Big Brother is a well-known show, mm-hmm. and I yes. would assume that this host, this Julie Chin Moonves, is Moonves, it? yes. yes. Is, is a popular TV personality that's she, well-known. She is. She's, in fact, she's married... To Les Moonves. No way. Really? Really, yeah. And um, she, uh, he is the CBS, I don't know if he still is, but he was the, the president of... Uh, he was for a long time. For a long yeah. time, and then there was a, uh, a scandal. Was it nepotism? No, it wasn't nepotism. Because oh, Julie Big Chen... host, Julie? <laughs> no, no, Julie Chen actually had a... Uh, she was a... I'm not defending, I'm just telling, okay? <laughs> yeah. Julie Chen was like a news anchor on... I can't remember one of those, one of those uh, shows. And I guess they met and, and, you know, the rest is history. But when that scandal, by the way, about Mr. Moonves, 
uh, about sexual harassment, I believe. And again, I'm going back, so don't hold me to it, but it's something like that. And Julie Chin, that was known as Julie Chin, started saying in, in, uh, in support of her husband, started saying, Julie Chin Moonves. Hmm. And I think where you're going, and I'm just going to just say it so, sure. so I'm setting you up, putting the ball on the tee, as it were, is that Julie Chin Moonves, during this time, was um, people were kind of wagging their heads against all of the things that were happening, but Julie Chin Moonves was was lionized because she stood by her husband and basically said, "Now, nah, yeah, I'm not distancing myself. I am, I am saying I am his wife." In the midst of this popular show, and it was, uh, it was. I remember that people were kind of blown away by that, and said she stood up for that. But anyways, I set you up here. So she <laughs> is. She's well known. She's well known. Yeah. yeah. Well, and apparently she became a Christian in 2018, and she's released an audio memoir that was detailing everything that's changed in her life. Yeah. After she embraced God. All right. And anybody that's done that, I mean, I could I could write a book today on how how my life has changed. Sure. You know, I was listening to the radio on the way here and it was some sports talk show and he they were not talking about sports in that moment, but they were talking about are you different now than you were 25 years ago? And how the answer is absolutely yes. Yes. And you know, for some people that's a good thing and for some people that's a bad thing. Right. And you know, for me it's I wouldn't even recognize. I mean, I certainly probably wouldn't even hang out with myself who I was 25 years ago. Right. And, you know, I think part of that, uh, it, it makes me create some distance with my past a little bit. Like, I'll have people sure. reach out to me, and I don't really want to reconnect with them because right. I, I don't want to be looked at as that person no, right. because of how I've changed. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe I should let them see me now so they could see that transformation. But Only you would know where, the, where that line is, by yeah. the way. But anyways. But anyway, she's, she's got this memoir, and... You know, she's she recently went on a show called Higher Ground with Billy Hollowell, and she was reminding listeners, it says here, of a better path, one that's paved with hope and forgiveness. I love that word, hope. Me too. And it's it's got a quote here. She says, if you don't forgive, you're not hurting that person that you're harboring all this anger towards. You're hurting yourself. Right. And if you want God to forgive you for all your sins, and we are sinful, then you have to forgive others. That's love one another and love thine enemy. Yeah. So, I mean, she's side quoting some scripture there. It's not word for word, but people get the gist. And to even hear that on a main stage is it's refreshing. Uh, is it is refreshing because for somebody like me, there's not a lot of places I can go to see my faith in action. Really, right, that's right. not my local church. That's not my personal ministry. Almost as if see what we're it, we like to see people that represent us. As a voice, that's why we elect people to go to Washington to be our voice and represent us sure. in that circle. It's the same thing when we. Uh, it's I think that's the basis of fandom, by the way. Sure. When we see people that are in sports or in in the Hollywood industry that that kind of mirror what we find as a as our value system, and and Julie Chin Moonves has has become one of. You mentioned Chris Pratt. Uh, but one of these people that are actually saying, hey, listen, against what we have heard from Hollywood, here I believe that there is an alternative, and it's something 
Unfortunately, it is the minority in Hollywood. It is. And that's why it, be, it comes like a, uh, a cool water in a, in a hot desert. It's just like, oh, we gravitate towards that. And really, people are tired. And I, we mentioned I love that word hope. So do you. People are looking for hope, and they want to see these people that are being paraded in front of them, whether it be, again, by whatever media that, that they listen to or hear or watch or whatever. They want to see somebody that represents them, and there's a minority as, our, as a Christian, uh, especially an apostolic Christian, that you, you don't have that. Definitely not. And uh, I, I think right now, somebody like that, we just jump at, and uh, that's... Again, I don't want to. You were you're starting to hit a point there. I don't want to. No, that's to, okay. But... To get you going on a, on another way, but for me, I we want that, and I think again, I don't remember the time frame, but I think it was around 2019, 2020, when that happened. So, isn't it interesting? And again, I'm not. I I don't have any facts in front of me, so I'm just riffing here. But I think maybe when this uh, lady was standing up and telling people about her Christianity, she was also either going through or getting ready to go through this scandal with her husband. And so maybe, and fortunate for Mr. Moonves, that that his wife was a Christian and said, I'm going to stand up, even though that he may be wrong or right, I don't know, but I'm standing for my husband and, and the the representation of marriage in, in sure. her life. So, well, an interesting side note or no mission, maybe there's no no talk of Mr. Moonves and what his faith is. You know, if he was moved by that, or if he's a Christian. Or, oh, that's a great point. You know, so I mean, we don't know. The next point in the article jumped to a different star, so they they kind of closed that out and they talked about Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Um, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> you know, which I've. Never Ironically seen, enough, yes. yes. I've never seen that show. I've never seen Melissa me, me and Joey. Either. I know who no. she is. But she was recently described at a born-again moment that she had that she says helped her to better understand her faith. Yes, I saw this. Yeah, now this one's kind of a mixed bag because this is someone who's on a journey, who's taken some steps, Mm-hmm. but still needs more revelation, in my opinion. And right. just uh, since we're not doing spoiler alerts, I will spoil this one <laughs> a little bit. She's going to mention something here in her quotes that I don't necessarily agree with theologically, right. uh, and that is the subject of the Trinity. So right. she says, you know, I, she says, quote... You mean I, that non-biblical word, that's, Trinity? That's the one. Oh, okay. Yep, that's the one. And yeah. man, we should do a whole series on that. Yes. But uh, we don't want him to run away today. But the quote says, I never really understood the Holy Spirit or the Trinity in a sense. Unquote. <laughs> and <laughs> who side note, <laughs> you, you won't understand the Trinity because it doesn't exist. That's right. Uh, but she says, one day, quote, one day we were in a Bible study and it just hit like the Holy Spirit made sense to me all of a sudden. One day, I just felt it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the Holy Spirit talking. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> that's probably not respectful. She's not really a teenage witch. <sighs> but she says, I get it now. She says, like a lightning bolt, it hit me, and I don't know why it just hit me, but I just got it. And then she says she better understood you know, some things that, that she had been reading. So you know, I can tell you, too, that's how the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. I remember when I started coming here, I, I told you that you know, I was having some some difficulty with King James because sure. the language was rough. You know, we don't right. speak like thou and thine and yep. all that anymore. Yep, and yep, yep. 
You told me not only do I need to stick with it and keep going, but you need to pray and you need to get the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will help to give you that understanding. Yes. And that's exactly what happened to yes. me. Now, I don't sit down and whip through it, and it's just all perfectly makes sense to me, and I get it. But it it does become easier with time and with study certainly. and being spirit-filled, certainly. So, But here we have another person in Hollywood who's probably not an A-lister at this point, but is very well-known, probably has hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, telling people that she understands who the Holy Ghost is mm-hmm. and how that's impacted her life. Yeah. Now, we have to continue to pray that the Holy Ghost would go, Psst. There's more to it. Yeah, you need to drop that tree. That's right. <laughs> There's only one God. <laughs> and it's clear all throughout the Old Testament if you bother to read that at all, and right. you should, because those are foundational precepts. But yes. then the actor goes to the poster boy for this ad, Mr. Chris Pratt, who actually is has been fairly outspoken for some time. Yes, he has, and he has had to have a. He has fought. He has had some issues. Yes, but at the same time, while he does opposite of the company line, as it were, he still does movies and shows that still cause him to put himself in a position that you go, really, this guy's a Christian, really. And that's what makes all of this so difficult for me. And for the record, for the record. I like Chris Pratt. If I if I liked anybody, I like Chris Pratt. Sure, I like his acting ability. I like who he is. He's a funny guy. Yes, there's know? a lot of things to like about him, and and I do still think that he is genuine in his Christianity and his followership, as it were. But again, we believe a little differently. Not not to denigrate what he believes and these other stars believe. But we also believe that there is no line. There, is, It's not like Christianity is not a jacket that you can put on and take right. off when it's convenient. Hey, I'm working, so I, I get to cuss, and I get to, you know, carouse as it were. And, and screen. It's just make-believe. Well, yes. we know Hollywood is make-believe, but Christianity, who you are, is not make-believe. And there is no vacations from it. You know what I mean? There is no, there's no days off from it. And that's the only thing that I want to throw in while I'm thinking about it, listen, listening to you, Steve, is that that's the problem with, with what we see in Hollywood and Christianity. It's only a surface, and I know we don't know these people, but it only seems like it's just a, a moniker. It's like a, a title that they hang on their door when it's convenient. So let me help to illustrate that. Yeah, yeah. So here, here's, I'll give you a, a left side and a right side, not mm-hmm. politically, just two choices. Right. So you have two people that believe the same thing. You have two people yes. that say the same thing. Mm-hmm. One is named Chris Pratt. Yes. One is named Kirk Cameron. Okay. Yes. How are they treated differently? Oh, my goodness. How are they viewed differently? I mean, I, I can't, I don't know Kirk Cameron either. Right. I can't say that Kirk Cameron is a Christian like me who's living it, but I can tell you, based on what I see, He's he's saying all the same things that Chris Pratt is saying. Yes. Except he's not kissing the other women in the movies. Right. He's not partake he's he's not going right up to the guardrail and asking how close can I get That's very good. and still have my foot in this thing. Yes, he's distanced himself. He is not serving two masters. Right. And so that those are the things that make me question someone like Chris Pratt for all 
all everything you said was right. He said he's a nice man. I believe he I believe he believes what he's doing is okay. And among the clutter, he's the top of the heap. Yes, he is. So we know he's heading in the right direction. So there's the disclaimer. But but there's a stark difference in how these two men are viewed and reviewed and portrayed all Abs- even though they have the same absolutely, message. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the difference in that is how they're living when they're not not on the the mic. Right. You know? So we just want to be very careful because I again, I like Chris Pratt and anybody who's talking about Jesus, I hope he reaches somebody. Right. But if I got to pick somebody who's probably living it, it's I'm probably going to fall on the side of of a Kirk Cameron or a Tim Tebow, somebody like that sure. who is actually has lost Right. Because they didn't gain from there you go. They did not gain. They they, they st- took a beating. They stood and they got knocked down from hell's pedestal, which yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be winning those awards anyway. Yeah, on public the 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 stage of public opinion, they've taken a beating from it. They have. And they still are consistent. Those are the people that makes you go, hmm. Whether I agree with them or not, at least there's that. Yep. At least there's they that. believe it. They believe they it enough to where, hey, like it or lump it. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Yeah, right. So, you know, so then the article, it shifts off of Chris Pratt, and it talks about somebody who's been very public in their faith here in recent days, and that's Kat Von D. Yes. I don't know who Kat Von D is other yes. than what I was researching for this article. So, again, I, I know it sounds like I am wholly unprepared to have this conversation. <laughs> I am not one of the cool kids. I, I really am, but... You're, you're pretty cool. Yeah, but, I, you know, I stay in my lane, and I, I don't want to be on rubbing on the guardrail, so I, I don't know a lot of these Very things. Good. But she showed a video this week to her probably millions of followers. Maybe. Hundreds of thousands, I, certainly. She had a certain, again, unfortunately, I'm not a cool kid, but I didn't know <laughs> yeah. who she is, at least uh, a little bit. Yes, she, reality television thing. Is that what, and she's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Which is a whole other thing, but she had a stunning moment and she previously said that she had planned to throw out her occultic belongings. Yes. Which brings us to witchcraft and idolatry. And, uh-huh. and my favorite quote in this article, and just as a disclaimer, we are recording this in October. We're in the first part of October. We're coming up on Halloween. Yes. In my house this year, more than ever before, we have had significant discussions on Halloween and what it means and what should we be doing Very good. and not be doing. Very and good. that's a separate podcast. But what sure. this quote says, it says, quote, I've always found beauty in the macabre, but at this point I just had to ask myself, and here, here's the punch, what is my relationship with, with this, this content? Mm-hmm. And man, that, that hit me. And then she followed it with a left and said, and the truth is, I just don't want to invite any of these things into our family's lives, even if it comes disguised in beautiful covers, collecting dust on my bookshelves. Isn't that interesting? That is. Because if you are a spirit-filled believer, if you believe your body is the dwelling place of the Holy Temple, why, why, why would you bring these things in to the Holy the holy residence of the Lord. And that, that, that made this article for me, honestly. I could have stopped reading it after that because that's, that is such a topic at my house right now, what we let in. Right. Well, I, th- I think, yes, I totally agree, number one, on that. But just go back with Kat Von D. 
I think here's somebody that's actually flown a little bit too close. Icarus flew too close <laughs> yeah. to, to the sun and realized that, oh, wait a minute, there's going to be a price tag here. Mm. And it's going to—it's not only a spiritual and emotional one and mental one down here in this life, but there is an eternal something. So you can read between the lines on that. Here is somebody that that they see something, they've experienced something, negative and it made them run the other direction you know i see you mentioned what you believe what hollywood is i i also believe i don't i don't think that every person in hollywood and we're talking about hollywood in the music industry i don't believe every person is satanic but i believe there's an understanding that very easily on the top end uh, uh, of the spiritual soil, you can easily access it. Is that whole satanic MK Ultra, all this kind of thing? I think that's underneath the soil, and it's man, you can feel it. If you've got the Holy Ghost and you have a level of discernment, you can go into somewhere like Hollywood, and you oh, yeah. feel that. Very you know, much. it's like it's like uh, perfume on a pig. Well, and it extends to even there's shows I watch where I go, oh, we're turning this off right now. Yes, there's songs I hear on the radio where I go, oh no no, we're not listening to this. Right, right. And so I think somebody like a Chris Pratt and Melissa Joan Hart and and Kat Von D and all these other people, they know it's there, and there's something that's causing them to go, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. And while they're not at their end of their journey with with regards to true, absolute truth of the Bible, mm-hmm. they're on their way, and they're doing their best to distance themselves from that. And so with all these people, whether I agree with them or not, I give my hats off. Now, back to Kat Von D. Here's somebody that says, you know, I have this in my life, this this negative, this black cult, occult uh, symbolism in my life, and I don't want to be connected to that yep. because she sees that there's a long-term effect here. And I believe that people overall in this world, whether they can articulate what good and bad is, right or wrong, up or down, you know, right or left, they know that there's something there. There's something not only there's a higher being but there's also a lower being, as it were. And we're getting exposed in, in spades all of the negativity. And so while the devil means it for negative, in the end, the Bible talks about a great revival. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Bible says where sin did abound, grace did that much more abound. Much more. So while sin is just it. And I say sin, carnality, and and satanic rituals, and and the symbolism of the occult is in our faces. We have to understand and not be demoralized and say there is a God that is a that's making His army arise. Also, that are praying, that are yes. fasting, that are delivering this truth, absolute truth to the masses because people are clamoring for something to escape all of that. That's what's happening even in this cesspool spiritually of places like Hollywood. These people, these stars, as it were, saying, wait a minute, there is hope. There is access out. I went on that train. So Well, and they all know Jesus is coming. 
They know it. Whether they know it, they know it. Something has to give. Yes. And so that that's, you know, that, that was one of the articles that we were looking at, and yep. it was good, mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. You know, we we like to see that, and then then we found another one that was that was similar, but it's in a a different uh, genre, really, because now we shifted to professional sports, yes. which is uh, another area where things are less than appealing for me, but I still try to enjoy because I love athletics. You know, sure, I, my children are athletes. It, I I enjoy football mm-hmm. most mostly. Um, <laughs> but there, there's like everything, there's some things I would change about it. Certainly. But we came across an article about Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua. Uh, how do Tago you, Viloa. Tago Viloa. Okay. My apologies if I. <laughs> Tua is okay. Gonna, yeah. I'll just go with Tua. And this article, it was a really short article, but it was about, uh, they had a, a loss. They, they got, mm-hmm. they got beat. Um, I think it was by the Bills. Yeah, they got shellacked. And he had a rough yeah. game. He went 25 for 35, 280 passing yards, had a touchdown, and he had a pick, and they lost 48 to 20. Yeah. He also got sacked four times. Now, I know enough about Tua to know he's, yeah, I mean, he's not fragile. He's he's a big, strong athlete, but right. he's taking some shots. Yeah. So, you know, four sacks, that's big. But he had a post-game press conference. Yes. And they... Someone had asked him. It's being talked about all over, by yes, the way. Still, how his faith helped him get over games like that one on that Sunday. Yes, and it's interesting because one of the things he said, he said, "I think the best thing about I think the best thing about being a believer of Jesus Christ is that the good Lord up above doesn't care whether you win a game or whether you lose a game." Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. You mean an athlete actually says that he recognized that God's not in who wins and yes, who loses? That's right. That's right. Wow. Both sides are praying. You yeah. know. What I mean? Right. Plus, it would shatter me to know if God was like a Patriots fan. I don't even. Know. Oh, yeah. stop! And I'm not even going to apologize to Patriots fans for that because don't listen anyway. That's right. <laughs> so there. You know, side note, my one of my sons played flag football for the first time this year. Yeah. First kid playing football, too, because they, they play soccer, they run track, they do all these things. He's playing basketball. I was so excited he was finally ready to football, and I got his mother to agree to let him play organized football. Now, it's flag football. Yeah, yeah. And I get him signed up. It, I went to the website. They had one day of registration left. So I'm sure. like, oh, this is a thing. We are doing this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Get him signed up. Get his uniform shows up in the mail. It's a Patriots. Jersey. Oh, did, did you hurt? I did. did. It hurt your heart. I told him. I said, I, Cooper, I cannot scream "Go Patriots!" I just cannot <laughs> do that from the sideline. So Emily says, she goes, well, just yell "Go Sports!" <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do. But anyway. <laughs> well, you're going to have to watch Cooper now because yeah. he's going to learn how to cheat. Well, and what I told him, I was so worried because you know how it is when you're a little kid. It's okay, you're, Patriots you're, fans. My first Little League team was the Dodgers, and I loved the Dodgers for yes. 15 years because of that. I knew yes. nothing about the Dodgers other than I was a Dodger. So now you're going to have to go through that. I have deprogrammed him. He is... <laughs> We went through Deflate Gate. We went through Tom Brady. <laughs> you broke him down, right? Yeah, I'm like there's nothing here for you, son. So we're we're good, R- right? And oh, <laughs> don't get me started on the Patriots. By the way, great season how, so far, guys. How do you? Th- okay, so now you got it. I yep. know we're we're digressing, but I have to say you brought it up. How do you throw 
when you're on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl and you used Marshawn Lynch, I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks, you used Marshawn Lynch to march all the way down there and beast mode, you don't hand the ball off to him to run it in for a touchdown, you throw it. It's one of the most questionable calls in the history of sports. Uh, yeah, so. All right, so anyways, back to Tua. <laughs> Yeah, because the, the phone lines are lighting up. I assume it's our <laughs> East Coast listeners. So, right. uh, our sound guy Randy is is telling me to. He's giving me the cut sign. So we're gonna move. <laughs> oh, I think he's flipping this light switch <laughs> too. Gonna, like, move on, move on. I'm gonna go back to Tua here. He he said. Uh, <laughs> he said for me, it's been a little tough having to play on Sundays, which is refreshing to hear. Yes. Uh, he says having to understand that I'm not able to go to church. He said really a lot of it's having to watch church online after games and things like that. But allowing me this platform. To me, is the thing in the world to be able to profess my faith on something that I firmly believe in. And here's the end part of the quote that I like. Yes. Something that's been foundationally instilled in me at a, a young, young age. age. Yes, I love that too. So we have somebody who learned early on, and even though he's in an environment that's not receptive, he's in a world that's not receptive, he's able to stand on that. And go, going back to that hope and that comfort, because of what he learned. So parents, raise your children right, and in situations like that, now he's going to take a lot more beatings in life than just losing 48 to 20. Mm -hmm. But no matter if it's football, if it's life, if it's shady business deals, if it's addiction, if it's bad finances, he's always going to be able to turn to Jesus Christ because it's his foundational precepts. Can I interrupt you just for a second? Because I know there's just a little bit more. This is... This is the conspiracy theorist in me, um, which is now I'm turning into a conspiracy factualist. But That's true. I pray, and I please understand how I say this in the spirit I say this. I really pray for Tua's well-being on the football field. Yes. Because right now, the Miami Dolphins, uh, for you that don't know, are their – they're in a revival. They're doing great. They are rolling. Their offense is probably one of the most prolific in in uh, the history of NFL. Yeah, they put seventy points on the Broncos a few weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah, they spread it on them, and oh, so they're just offensively they're tough, and their defense. I mean, they may be a team, and Tua is already being talked about an MVP MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, my goodness, will some that are anti-Christian going to let this happen. Sorry, this is what I think. Is going to let him be the MVP and him being very pro-Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I'm praying for his safety, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, let's continue to pray for Tua that he has a good season. Because those are the kind of people that make you root for him, just like what we were talking about a few they minutes do. ago. They do. They He represents Christianity, and so when you hear that, and it's refreshing, and it's it's so opposite of what we normally hear, um, and he's saying it, and he's saying it, not just a little throwaway line, I thank God to, to help me throw that 80-yard pass, he's talking about his life, and, and you're getting ready to read a little bit more here, but mm-hmm. you can see the, the prolific followership of Tua, and I love it. And I'm and I'm praying for him. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Me too. Me too. Well, I and it gives, it gives you you do root for him. You know, I I grew up playing in some bands, and my only like reference to this would be you know I played in a cover band, and you know I, I remember asking the the drummer, 
I, I'm like, why are we playing these songs? We, I want to play the songs that we write. You know, I want to do our thing. I don't want to get up here and, and play these songs. And he says, man, not everybody may like this. So you have to make them like you, and then they'll be receptive to hearing the other things that you do. And because they like you, then, then they'll go along with it. And because I hear him say things like that, even though I don't have him on my fantasy team, I don't live in Miami, and I really don't care for the Dolphins, I'm rooting for Tua. Yes. And sports, you know, sports is made up of stories like that. But going back to the article for a second, because there's one other point that I, I want to talk about, something that he said here. He says, when I'm out there, I even pray before I go out to a series. So, I mean, this guy's, this guy's praying not yes, just on his walk through the active, tunnel. Yeah. Yes, he's got a lifestyle of prayer. So, again, his parents have done something right. Yes. But he says, I'm always praying. I'm on the sideline, and it looks like I'm talking to myself. I'm speaking in tongues. Hmm. Speaking in tongues, really? Because there are some who would say that that is not something that is for today, that that's not something that happens. I've, I've heard it in my own life, you know? Yeah. So I love to see that. And then he goes on to say, some people think, what? This guy knows how to speak in tongues? That's funny. You know, he says, I grew up in a non-denominational Christian church in my entire life. So, don't yeah. they teach that down at the Y? They don't. <laughs> oh. But, you know, there's a lot of benefits to speaking in tongues, and we got a whole lot of Bible for that. And if anybody wants to come on to the show and debate whether that's relevant and proper and necessary, then we would love to have you on here because we've got a Bible beat down waiting for you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and we're ready to give it and to we you. we are ready to give it to you. But, he but says, we'll pray for you afterwards and, and that you'll be okay. And we will, because <laughs> <laughs> you are going to take a shellacking. <laughs> He says, so having to remember Scripture always keeps me encouraged in continuing to press forward, especially in times like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, having Scripture in your heart, having Scripture in your life, uh, praying Scripture, it's all, it's all powerful stuff. It's all powerful stuff. So it's nice to see these revivals. Absolutely. It's nice to see people that, you know, my kids might look up to when I'm not around or watching that may be spouting some things like this. It, it doesn't make me necessarily want to run out and watch a bunch of Hollywood movies. It doesn't make me want no, to no. fly to Miami and go to a Tua game. But uh, it gives me hope that maybe yeah. some, some breakthroughs will come for people who can help others to find those breakthroughs. Well, in in closing statements for me, um, I do believe that we are in unique times. Yes. Um, in fact, I believe that what I know of Scripture and prophetic warnings, I do believe that we are living in the end times. And uh, and again, I could show you Scripture, and and we can discuss that on another podcast. But I do think that the more time goes on, and we are assured that there is going to be bad times ahead if Bible prophecy is correct, and we believe it. We do. And depending on on where you think the church will be raptured out, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, that's pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, tribulation being the last seven years uh, before the rapture, depending on where you believe in all that. Regardless, there's going to be a negative. There's, this world will not get better on itself. It's going to get worse. And the stuff that we're seeing that is open with it, it's going to get worse. If you don't believe me, just hearken to just 10 years ago, the stuff that you're seeing now that's being right in your face. Oh, man, it's so bad. You never thought. Ever. And now that I'm an older man and I'm 52, 
I never, what I'm seeing now, just 20 years ago, 30 years ago, hey, Steve, guess what you're going to be seeing in 2023? I'd say, man, get out of here, not in the United States yeah. of America. I couldn't even imagine it. Yeah. So it's here, and it's going to get worse and yes. worse. And as, as more as it's going to get worse and worse, there are going to be more people that are going to be standing up. Now, will they have all of the truth? Not everybody. But they are going to do what we're talking about and take a stand and try to come out of all of that negativity and, and satanic mess that Hollywood and Washington, D.C. and Nashville and all these different uh, areas, Vegas, all of these different things that, that's in the, in the entertainment industry. They're going to be coming out and saying, hey, listen, I am a follower. And there may be more that are actually followers of Jesus Christ, call themselves, and I say, quote, Christian, that are probably just shutting up because they don't want to lose their livelihood. Yep. You know, so maybe they'll, be, maybe they'll be empowered, emboldened. Now, our prayer should be this. As they come out, we want them to get a hold of the, the absolute truth of the Word of God. Yes. And that there is still... You do what you do in the book of Acts. You're, you, re, you live a life of repentance. You, li, you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, the only saving name. And then you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's the Spirit of God, that becomes indwelling in you, and then with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And that's not just a one-time happening. And, and tongues is not representative of the spirit it's a sign that you have it having the holy ghost it gives you joy it gives you hope it gives you peace it makes you have a, a new life and it gives you perspective and it gives you discernment and so when we see this and i believe we're going to see a great revival happening when it happens we're going to know and we got to be for those of us that are watching it happen from afar we got to identify it and say this is that 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 was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Yes, sir. Anyways, I don't want to get into all that and keep going, <laughs> but I could. Yeah, we could, but we'll have to save it for another podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry. So that's all the time we have for this episode today. I hope you enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. So I pray that this was a blessing for you and that you'll join us as we continue to study God's Word. You can find this and all of our episodes at pohpodcast.com, along with links to your favorite streaming platforms, or you can search for Point of Hope Podcast on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe and enable notifications so yes. you won't miss a single episode. And share, share, share. Share, share, share. If you have any questions, comments, you want to come on the show, please email them to pohcontent at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So thank you, Pastor, for leading us today, and thank you all for listening.